Real Focus. On the radio show today, we did catch up with Bill Cole from BDO, Bill, an international trade expert. And, well, what about this great news that filtered through last week? Bill, hello there to you. Hi, it's Roy. Good to speak with you again. Now, uh, the news has filtered through, especially for uh, sheep meat producers and other industries, a trade deal between Australia and India to start on the 29th of December. Yes, and we've got um, we've got back-to-back uh, tariff reductions, uh, so that we've got one on the 29th when yep. it entered, when the agreement is uh, so-called entering into force, and they've got another one on the 1st of January. So um, for things that don't have a direct cost uh, duty rate down to zero, there'll be um, a double phasing reduction between those between those three days or whatever it is. So um, it's it's uh, going into high gear very quickly, Troy. I was going to say, because I think the last time that we spoke, you said that you were going to sort of meet up with uh, the team from India who were coming to Australia. So was it done during that meeting, Bill, or...? <laughs> I, well, they looked. They did look pretty influential. They were, um, no, they, well, they were an interesting bunch of businesses. So they were out here, and they wanted to understand how we did business. They yeah. were. Uh, they were clearly very interested in in the idea of foreign direct investment. Um, obviously, you know, our eco our eco zones for for growing all kinds of things um, offer offer different opportunities to uh, Indian money and techniques. So maybe it uh, it represents a, a good source of capital where we haven't really you know seen it other than in the in the mega in the and the mega stations and um, and corporate agricultural uh, efforts from the UK and the US before. Maybe India's um, maybe India's a new um, a new paradigm for. Who knows? Yeah, let's hope so. Now, I also uh, hear, too, that uh, sort of an elimination of around about a 30% import tariff from Aussie ship meat will happen here as well. Is that what you're hearing? Well, that's that's correct. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, the listeners need to keep in mind that over the, the, the last few years, we've, we've exported uh, around uh, $4.3 billion worth of sheep meat uh, yeah. to India under a 30% duty. So if we're talking, obviously, obviously the reason that anybody imports Australian sheep meat um, under those kinds of tariffs is because the quality is pretty good. Imagine, uh, imagine a market with a 30% duty rate. I counsel the listeners, though, to, to just not think about cost competitiveness in a foreign market. There's lots of things that you can do with a margin like that if you get to, if you get to play with it. So it doesn't all go to, um, you know, greater volume and consumption. Maybe it goes to better prices. I don't know. All of these things at the end of the day uh, end up in a, you know, in a price per chop or a price per full quarter. You know, with farmers, farmers and um, and the trading houses that send on our meat need to think about what happens to that duty saving, and it can't all go to the other end. We've got to hold on, hold on to some of that value, Troy. Absolutely. So that's great news for uh, WA sheep meat producers, pretty much too. I, really, I, I think so. I yeah. think so. If there's there's some interesting interesting side bits to this, and if you look at if you look at total Indian consumption, they yeah. they go through about uh, two million tons. Mm-hmm. Of a sheep and goat meat every year, so that's a, that's a retail level, yep. two million pounds. Yep. And yes, you know we've we've made an excellent, dare I say, chop of it with uh, <laughs> sheep meat. But there are other things that we grow and increasingly grow that might have um, special niches in their market. Keeping in mind, however, that their uh, their distribution 
distribution channels are not like ours. Only 4% of their um, their meat really goes through tr- um, what we call kind of supermarket style um, distribution channels. Okay. Uh, understanding what that other 96% is, I think, is the other key to, you know, cracking this market wide open for our for our good quality uh, meat. Now, also understand that other big winners are, are wool and the wine industries. Is that what you're hearing too? Yes, yep, yes. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be very. I, I mean, India's India's got its own wine industry. It's um, yes. you you would characterise it as being middling to lower end in comparison with um, the beautiful stuff that comes from uh, the south, the southern end of uh, WA and uh, other places. But the wool, the wool thing is is um, particularly interesting in my mind because they've obviously got uh, spent a lot of time investing in their processing and. We typically look north to North Asia for our processing or with the super fine products to uh, Italy and, and Europe, less and less, of course. But here's possibly another opportunity, Troy, where we can capture more margin in maybe arrangements that allow you know partial uh, growing here, processing there. Uh, retaining a final product into a third market, being a little more imaginative and looking at where our value is best is best kept. Because okay. I think uh, for a long time now we've we've got it once again comfortable with just sending the product offshore mm. and getting getting it back in finished goods. I think we've got an opportunity to do slightly differently this way. And what's with the UK, Bill? Well, we've got um, we've got the uh, UK agreement. Okay. That, um, the uh, the, the parliament has um, been working through too. So mm. all of these things go through, um, pass through the House, and then they go to a committee called J. Scott, which is the Joint Standing Committee on uh, on Trade. Mostly it's bipartisan, Troy. If they don't find anything particularly wrong with the agreement, they, yep. um, they set it to one side and it becomes law, which is great. Okay. The, uh, the UK agreement isn't as friendly, I think, to our, um, our sheep um, producers as uh, the India agreement is. Mm. Uh, I suppose the general rule in northern, you know, the northern northwest of the of the globe with uh, Europe and the UK has been that they're, they're highly protective of their remnant um, industries in these areas. Obviously, they they don't produce on what I'll call as an industrial scale as Australia does. So they've they've got lots of small um, interested parties who um, are very keen to um, to make sure that uh, they're not they're not obliterated by imported products. Obviously, we've we haven't had the same outcomes as as the India agreement, Troy. We're still um, paying inbound duties on it, so we've got quota, okay. we've got quota improvements. Yep. So we can send more there, but um, yeah, no free kicks, I'm afraid. <laughs> not uh, yet. <laughs> not <laughs> yet. <laughs> well, what else are you hearing, uh, Bill? Well, I think um, I mean everybody's everybody's uh, hanging on on every word that's dropped about the EU agreement. Yeah. I see that as more of a kicker for our um, our resource and um, and um, mineral bene- beneficiation um, industries than our um, agricultural ones. The um, Processed food end of things probably will do quite well in in uh, Europe because they like difference. They like these things with it as to coin their term with geographic indicators. So what is unique for the region yep. that makes special? They like that kind of thing. I'm more interested in terms of you know our bulk products, Troy, in the the development of the Gulf uh, the Gulf states um, agreement that's uh, in the pipeline. We compete with India quite significantly in sending uh, sheep and uh, other other meats into the Gulf and I think a direct agreement there will be an interesting um, an interesting feather in our cap to uh, challenge um, 
India's um, <laughs> India's supremacy there because of course they're very close and uh, it'll give give us um, a bit of an edge price wise which will make a big difference. So I expect to see a lot of expansion there once um, once that uh, agreement moves along. We shall wait and see with bated breath, but uh, great news there for, well, especially for our uh, sheep meat producers uh, here in, well, not just in WA, but around Australia as well. Sorry yep. to interrupt. Thank you. Um, you know, the number one rule with anything um, with anything food-related, agricultural and especially meat, mm. keep those certifications up to date. Make sure that you tick all the boxes around the sanitary health certificates, the veterinary certificates, um, the import permits, all of those, all of those things that uh, customs officials love to say, <laughs> your shipment is incomplete, you haven't got paper number three, you're stuck on the wharf. Don't give a bureaucrat a chance to stop your shipments. So um, be careful that everything is correct. There you go. So you've heard it first from uh, the man in the know, uh, Bill Cole from BDO Australia. Bill, always nice to chat, mate. Thanks for uh, taking the time for uh, having a chat this morning on Rural Focus. And well, maybe if uh, any news filters through between now and next Friday before we go on a break, we'll uh, we'll give you a call back. Well, I was going to say, Troy, I'll try. I'll undertake to try and come over there in the uh, in the early in the new year and see some of my colleagues, and maybe we'll catch up. Uh, Absolutely. Sounds like a plan, mate. Let's lock that in, I reckon. Let's lock that in. Very good. I'll buy the (laughs) (laughs) Mate, nice to chat. Uh, If I don't chat to you before, Chrissy, have a good one, mate, and stay safe. You too, Troy. And to your listeners.